Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. So glad you joined the show. Tyler Aki, the Thursday guest co-host. He is with me every single Thursday talking about good news when it comes to our conference. Man, Tyler, I we were talking about it off air, but this is going to be a great week. I'm excited about yeah. it. Yeah. It's one yeah. of those weeks where, okay, it's not going to be a slate that catches the attention of the nation, right? But within the conference, there's good matchups. We're going to talk about a few of them here. We're going to get to the best games of the week at the end, too. But there's plenty to like here from the slate. I mean, the ACC, good on you for scheduling a a nice little week five, whether it was intentional or not. Sometimes it just works out this way. Absolutely. And I was saying on yesterday's show with AJ Black, it's been a great week's couple weeks of football only because everything we said was going to happen has not happened. Like we had all these predictions. We assumed Clemson was going to dominate. We assumed Mm -hmm. Carolina and Miami were going to be battling. Now it's like, damn, Miami's battling for last place here in the conference. If you listen to the power rankings and Carolina, we don't even know what we're going to get out of those bad boys. So who might win the coastal? It's very much up for grabs. It's a lot of inconsistencies, but I think that's better for us. What do you think? I totally agree. I mean, well, Here's I agree and I disagree. I agree because of the week-to-week standpoint, it's fun. It feels like chaos can happen at any drop of a hat. It reminds me right. of like that college basketball season we had a couple of years ago where the number one team in the nation went down every single week, it felt like, for a stretch <laughs> of, of two months. Well, yeah. It was fun from a consumer yeah. standpoint. But from a conference standpoint, I mean, Jim Phillips' football first conference, I mean, he's got to be sweating right now because <laughs> his golden child, Clemson, what did I say last week? I said... NC State and Clemson, this is the most important game for the conference this season. Because if Clemson doesn't win this, you're going to get shut out of the playoff. And and that's where the ACC sits now as we head into week five. You figured Clemson getting shut out of the playoff, that might happen down the road. Maybe they trip up against a team that when the losses matter a lot more, okay, it's the one there. But week five, and you've effectively eliminated yourself and the entire conference from the playoff? It's a bad look for the conference. Do you think absolutely there's no way anybody in the ACC is getting into the college football playoffs? I, I think there's no way just because I don't think there's been a team that's stepped up and has had the quarterback play. Like I do want to talk about Kenny Pickett later on in the show. Mm-hmm. He's put up some scary good numbers, but he has lost to Western Michigan. You're not getting into the playoff with a loss to Western Michigan. So what does it matter at the end of the day? Meyer detail. Meyer detail. Tyler, you know, you always got one where you wish you could give back. And I'm sure when they look back on this season, Pittsburgh is going to be regretting the fact that they couldn't get it done against Western Michigan. But let's get into these games. We always start with the Atlantic. We get into the Coastal and then the game of the weekend. So first up, we have NC State who faces Louisiana Tech. Are they going to be hungover? Are they going to feel like, listen, (laughs) Clemson was the game of the century for us. We got it done. We finally got that monkey off our back. But we can be caught slipping against Louisiana Tech, who almost beat Mississippi State there, a team that NC State ultimately tripped up against. So do you see NC State having a hangover, or can they kind of keep that momentum going? I think they'll be all right because they do a lot of their damage on the ground. Devin Leary's made some really big-time throws, too, as well. Right. So maybe you see a step back from the passing standpoint. From, but from a rushing standpoint, I expect this team to continue to do what they've been doing. And I know a lot of people like to bring up the word hangover. I almost look at it, especially out of these big games like you had against Clemson, is 
okay, did you squeeze all the juice out of the lemon right there? Mm-hmm. Like, is that is that the problem? And you gave everything in that game, and now you got a little bit less heading into Louisiana Tech. Right. Also, this is a perfect little trap game too because you got the bye week next week, then you have BC. So this could be a little bit of a disaster. I shouldn't say disaster. That's that's the wrong word for it. But this could be a little bit of a trip-up game for this NC State team. Certainly. And speaking of Boston College, you know, they're a team that are trying to come in and beat Clemson. Next team we'll discuss here. They're trying to beat them this weekend. A lot of people are like, no, I think Clemson still has enough to get it done. But let's say Boston College messes around and beats Clemson this weekend. And then you go in and have to face NC State in a couple weeks. That's going to be very fun for me. And in terms of Atlantic Division shakeup, what are your thoughts going into this weekend for Clemson, who's clearly battled injury, you know, losing Breesy, James Scalsey was out for the NC State game. And you know, they're trying to figure out who they are offensively. I would just love to know how they bounce back. This either I personally think this is going to be DJ's coming out game or it's going to be okay. a, a role of some a little t- a little tension that they have going on right now. Well, first, I do want to make a comment about the Atlantic as a whole. Imagine you get NC State into that uh, into that ACC championship game. Imagine if you lost to the Coastal in that. Like, just you finally get over <laughs> the hump, you get into that ACC championship, and then you lose to Virginia Tech, or you lose to Pitt, or you lose to UNC. Right. How much would that suck? That would I mean, seriously that, suck. Yeah. <laughs> get over the big bad mountain that is Clemson, and then, oh, you fall flat in the, the ACC championship. But getting right. into this game, Clemson, Boston College, I mean, it's been a Murphy's lost season for Clemson. Anything that can go wrong has gone wrong for them. You thought that your quarterback would be a seamless transition. Maybe not quite the level that Trevor was a season ago, but not a a significant drop-off where you could tank the program, potentially. And right now, Clemson, they're not given the benefit of the doubt anymore. So losing Brian Breesey, losing Daniel, all, all this stuff is starting to build up now. And if Boston College can run up the middle on this Clemson defense, they can have a field day running the football. And that could be the difference between them winning, them losing. I think this is a pretty sizable spread, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the number earlier in the week. I can't remember what it was exactly, mm-hmm. but this is a this is a game that I think Clemson's got to be careful because BC historically has done a really good job on their offensive line and a really good job rushing the football. If they can do both of those things in this game, they can dictate the, the flow of everything, and then DJ is going to have to make some throws, and we just haven't seen him do that this season. Yeah, it's currently minus 15 and a half for Clemson, so I think that it's going to be, to me, closer than we think. But, hey, this could be, once again, the game that DJ says he's going to figure it out. He's going to figure out how to get Justin Ross, you know, every single receiving yard. But when it comes to their you know backfield losing Will Shipley, that's huge, right? That was a big key component for their offense. And then you just – confidence-wise, right? After a while, it's hard to try and get up and get excited for. And when you have a team like Boston College, who's well-coached by Coach Halfley, he's ready to go in there and really keep proving the point and, you know, stomping on the beast that is Clemson, taking it down. And maybe that's just, that's good for the, I think that's good for the conference in the sense that we have better to talk about. But I understand what it looks like for national parameters and how it, you know, of course affects people getting into the long postseason play. Right. And for Boston College in this game, 
you almost have to turn it into a Big Ten game. Like, turn this th- thing into a little bit of a rock fight here. Yeah. If you can play that style, keep it low scoring, you're going to give yourself a chance at the end. I mean, look at Georgia Tech. Kept it close, gave themselves a chance at the end. Came very close to winning that football game. NC State mm-hmm. this past weekend, you go to overtime, you gave yourself a chance to win. And if Boston College can do the same, I mean, this team is vulnerable. They have their holes. They have their warts. They have their injuries that have yeah. played a big factor in all of it. So th- this yeah. is not a flawless Clemson group by any stretch of the imagination. I think we've seen that really since week one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I saw Grossell's poise throughout the Mizzou game, which I think that, you know, after coming in a little bit crazy, he's kind of settled down and figured it out. So I fortunately think that it's going to be a better game than we think. But let's talk about, you know, last Atlantic team here, Louisville, who is going to face Wake Forest this weekend. A great game in the Atlantic. I think Wake Forest has not, you know, seen – uh, too many hard opponents. They've overcome a lot of, you know, talk about they haven't got any big wins. But if they beat Louisville, I really do think that you have to start having the conversation of Wake Forest being the best team in the ACC. No doubt. And you look at the way that Sam Hartman's played this year. Louisville has struggled against good offenses and good quarterbacks. I mean, they kind of led the parade for what Matt Corral is doing right now as a Heisman contender. I mean, he's like a co-favorite now with Bryce Young. Um, so... If Sam Hartman can find the holes in this defense, in this Wake Forest defense, he can put Louisville back on their heels, and then they can start to cruise to a little bit of a victory here. Cardinals had a fast start against Florida State. Then they got shut out in the second half. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if they felt like they had built up enough momentum where the game was well in hand, which obviously it proved that it was with the final result. But Sam Hartman, I think he's going to provide a little bit more pushback, and he's going to bring more of the challenge that we saw Louisville face against UCF against um, against Ole Miss week one as well. So I, I don't like this matchup a whole heck of a lot for, for the Cardinals. Yeah, no doubt. Now, I want to remind you that the Coastal Division is crazy, and we've talked about the Atlantic and how it could shake up here in just a couple more weeks of play, but Coastal is going to be wild. I want to talk to Tyler here about the fact that I can't predict who's going to win because I still I want to have hope for Carolina, but it's slowly, slowly <laughs> dwindling. Now, we're going to have three rema- uh, four remaining discussions about Miami, Georgia Tech, and Virginia Tech, and Pittsburgh, but I would be remiss if I did not talk to you guys about Sweat Block. Listen, this is an antiperspirant who, which is very keen on making sure that its uh, fans are always good to go, whether you're going out on a date, whether you're going for a sporting event, a nice run. If you wear it once, you can have up to seven days of complete dry shirt guarantee. It has been doctor created and doctor recommended. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant category. You can wear what you want, right? You can feel a little confident as you go about your way. And I'm just saying, you might as well try it while the items are hot. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today, 20% off at sweatblock.com. You can use promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Again, this is Sweatblock, 20% off at sweatblock.com, promo code locked on at Amazon or at CVS. So we're talking with, uh, man, I almost said AJ Black. It's been a long week, guys. <laughs> Tyler Aki. From you, can't con- on- you cannot confuse me with an eagle. I don't care if you confuse me with uh, with anyone else, but you cannot confuse me with the eagles. 
Noted. Never again. It's honestly the most difficult one I have is between AJ and JJ. Like, I'm like, Jesus, guys, like anybody can have like, <laughs> can we get full names around here? You know, but it is what it is. Tyler Aki, locked on. One's just got to go by junior or something like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. We sit here every Thursday and give you a week ahead. We are on week five of college football. I cannot believe we are in so the thick of it, and the Coastal is going to be crazy. Let's talk about Miami right quick, okay? Miami was a team that was going to compete with Carolina this season. They were going to figure it out. It's going to be Derek King's show. He's going to come off this uh, ACL injury and be ready to go. Now we're sitting here going into Thursday night's matchup at 730 and tonight, I'm just saying, Brendan Armstrong might steal the show over De'Ara. What are your thoughts here, Tyler? I'm with you. I mean, to me, the, my fraud radar is going off in this game because whichever team loses this one, I think we're going to see what their real colors are because I've been very critical of Miami, and I think Virginia, everyone got really giddy about them from the get-go, but we've seen them start to tail off a little bit, especially defensively. I think that Virginia's got the much more potent offensive uh Th- uh, passing attack in this game. And I love Brennan Armstrong. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in this conference. But at the same time, Miami can counter if they get something going on the ground because that is where this Cavaliers team can be very vulnerable. You look at some of these past couple of games that they've had, 203 yards allowed, 392 yards allowed, 116 yards allowed, five touchdowns during the last three games against FBS opponents for this Virginia defense. Miami's going to have to prove, though, that they can run the football. 88 yards against Alabama opening week, 175 the next week, 52 against Michigan State. It it hasn't been pretty for them getting the ball moving on the ground. So if they can't establish that, they're probably not going to win this game. Now, are you saying if they can't get this job done against UVA or even to keep the game close? Because to me, it should be De'Ara King high-flying offense. You're able to take on this UVA defense who is actually terrible, right? You should be able to have a good showing. If they cannot do that, are we then saying Manny Diaz is not the guy for this job? Can confirm Manny Diaz is not I've been saying that. I've been saying that. And you know I've been saying that. But I I think more people, you'll start to see the scrutiny build because – that game against Michigan State should not have been a loss. I mean, you had every advantage working your way. You were the home team. You had Michigan State coming in. Um, they're not as talented as you are, especially um, w- with the, the the guys that that are playing out there on the field. Uh, you, there was every advantage going Miami's way in that game. And to, to not come away with that victory against Michigan State – I think that's where you start to hear the murmurs and then those murmurs can turn into chatter and then the chatter turns into the the megaphone real quick. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the AD saying we're very confident in our guy. And that's when you know that's the kiss of death anytime (laughs) the AD gives full confidence in his coach. Well, let's switch gears and talk about our two, one of our two of our favorite teams. Rather, they're playing each other this weekend at noon. Jo- Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech should be a great game. The battle of Kenny Pickett versus, uh, what's his name? Jeff Sims. There it is. I was looking at Jameer Gibbs' name as well. Really excited to see his play. But we'll love to know your thoughts because, I mean, these are two quarterbacks that you love, right? These are running backs mm-hmm. that should have great games. And I think that, you know, Kenny Pickett's arguably one of the best, if not the best quarterback in our conference right now but also sims is he showed that he has not only uh athletic ability from a receiving standpoint but those legs clearly returning against north carolina last season so last weekend so let's hear your thoughts about what you think this matchup will bring well i'm feeling pretty vindicated right now for my jeff sims love i believe uh 
Uh, Drake also had the the same love that I had as well for Jeff Sims heading into the season. I'm sorry it had to be at your expense with the three rushing touchdowns against Carolina, but that's a big win for Georgia Tech. That's a really big win for this program. And I think that game against Northern Illinois, out of the gate, they lose it. Sort of lit a fire under them. And the defense has held pretty strong throughout. They haven't been afraid of any sort of challenge. He held Clemson to 14 points, even though they're not the big, bad Clemson we're used to them being. It's still an impressive showing from this defense. And on the other side, Kenny Pickett, I mean, he might be the most underrated quarterback in the entire country right now. The fact that you're not seeing more Heisman-type buzz around Kenny Pickett, I think, is a product of the fact that the ACC is down this year. Any other quarterback with his numbers right now would be getting a lot more buzz. 335 yards per game through the air, a 15-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio, and a 74% completion percentage. That plays. That plays at this level. That plays at the next level. I get that. they Okay, they played Western Michigan. They had the loss. That loss is not Kenny Pickett's fault. Yeah, he put up 41 on the board. Okay, <laughs> The defense is what needs to pick it up. When you're letting up, you're, you're getting yourselves into these shootouts. Kenny Pickett's holding his own. The defense is what needs to step up. Yeah, I think you're also seeing that, you know, Pitt does not yet have that pipeline where they just reload because they lost six guys in the NFL, right? So they're still trying to figure out how to recover, how to get these young guys in and learning and really making an impact in games. So that's not what necessarily we've seen, the, despite the fact that Narduzzi is known for his defensive fronts and how well he trains those guys. I think that this is going to be a great battle of can Kenny Pickett, you know, outdo that really strong Georgia Tech offense, but also can you know, Narduzzi's defense step up to and stop a Jameer Gibbs and Jeff Sims. That's going to be very interesting to me. I, I like both coaches here. I think, you know, at the end of the day, the energy they put to, you know, bet all the you know drama and issues that they've had in the past. So it should make for a fun one. I think this is one of those that this is going to be very telling of how the Coastal might play out, in my opinion. And you know what's funny? You bring up the fact that Pitt hasn't gotten into this rhythm of reloading, right? Mm-hmm. One of their alums, Aaron Donald, is one of the best players in all of football right now. I mean, he is the best defensive player in football right now. He's going to go down as one of the best defensive, if not the single best defensive player of all time when it's all said and done. And that's one of your alums, and you haven't used that necessarily to pitch to recruits. to And and you're putting guys in the NFL year after year after year. We We talked about it. They had the most players going to the NFL of all the teams that are in the ACC. So... The fact that this hasn't been some sort of selling point, I'm a little perplexed the defense isn't a little bit better. Maybe people aren't running to play at Pitt, though. Maybe that's just, I don't, that could for whatever be reason, like playing football mm-hmm. at Pitt is not a big thing. The athletics, you know, in general as a whole, is not exactly jumping off the page when it comes to basketball either. So maybe there is, you know, an underlying issue there. The ACC is also not known for its powerhouse, you know, staple. They have like one-offs in terms of good ACC, you know, pro players, but not necessarily like machines, you know, coming out where they have the yeah. Alabamas and the, you know, the SEC, essentially. And I'm wondering, too, especially in the era of NIL, is the situation going to get worse for Pitt, too? Because you think about where all these ACC schools are located, Pitt and Boston College, from an NIL perspective, are at the biggest disadvantage because they're not even on the the marquee or the ledger of the biggest shows in town. I mean, in Pittsburgh, it goes Steelers, 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 Penguins, Pirates, Steelers, 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 and then Pitt football. Okay, that's true. You got to go way down the list, and then Boston. I mean, you know Boston. It, it, 
Boston College doesn't hold a candle to any of those pro sports. But those are the two that that could really hurt as a result of NIL. I mean, and you've got a solid pitch as Pitt. Like, you play in an NFL stadium. You've got a a program that's produced a number of NFL players. You've got one of your alums is the best player on the defensive side of the football right now. And I think some people would even argue is the best player in all of football right now on the planet. So the pitch is there, but from an NIL perspective, it's certainly going to go south, I think, with, with the Pitt Panthers. Now, see, normally I would give you your 100%. Like, I always agree with you. But I'm saying, okay, if you have the opposing, if you have these professional teams in your back backyard, mm-hmm. that an ideal can sell itself. Why am I not being a guy who sells or publish? You saw the Florida Panthers with the you know, NHL team and guys from Florida, or I believe, I think it was Florida. It might have been Florida or Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. being, like becoming ambassadors. So I'm like, hell, you should be an ambassador for Boston Celtics, right? You should be an ambassador for, you know, the respect, the, what is the Boston Bruins. There it is. Look at me. I better know my sports. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you got, you know, you should be for the Pittsburgh, you know, Pirates and all that good stuff. So if anything, that's what I'm selling Narduzzi. And I'm telling these guys, Hey, we have plenty of opportunities for you to rub elbows. And now that it's a little more, you know, acceptable to do, maybe that's an opportunity and that's a selling point, but I don't know that he's using that. They're probably just selling their program. So here's, you know, a pro tip that we're helping Narduzzi and Halfley out with, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I think though, it's a little bit different from a Pittsburgh standpoint, just because when I look at Pitt and, and, or like the Pittsburgh market there, Pirates, Penguins, Steelers sell themselves. They don't mm-hmm. need the Pitt Panthers to sell them. Florida State is the bigger show in town than the Florida Panthers, who, I mean, you can hear the crickets chirping at their home games. So that, that to me, is the difference between the, those two situations there. Yeah, well, we have no Virginia Tech this week. They have a bye, but we do want to talk about the biggest game of the weekend that we are going to discuss here in a moment after I talk about Rock Auto. it's This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto today with the ever-increasing makes and models. It's now possible for your local chain or auto parts stores to stock all the parts that you need. And let me tell you just right here. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliable for every customer. Rock Auto definitely has everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find a solution for your auto part needs. Listen, rockauto.com right now is all, see all the parts available for your car, truck, right? Locked on in there. How'd you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Please visit rockauto.com. And after you finish that, I strongly encourage you to get your bets in order because this is going to be a great weekend for sports. As always, Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your pro and college football action this season. With uh with the new and updated interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be your source for everything football. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports. BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. Head over to that website today. Sign up on your mobile device or your desktop. Use the promo code NFL100. 100% welcome bonus when you sign up today. Double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code nfl 100. So we're rounding out the show here with Tyler Aki. And let me tell you, there are some good games. Like he said, not marquee games jumping off the page, but certainly some great games for the ACC. We'd love to know what you are excited about this weekend for week five. So I've circled three games. I'm I'm cheating a little bit here, but I have circled three. (laughs) Tonight's matchup between Miami and Virginia, I'm really intrigued by. I just like watching this Virginia offense move the football. And and Brennan Mm -hmm. Armstrong is one of my favorite players in the conference to watch. 
So I'm certainly looking into that game. Louisville and Wake Forest, I think, is another excellent matchup. I mean, you've got quarterbacks on each side. Wake Forest is a team that can turn you over. They've got 11 turnovers for us this year. Seven of them are picks. So Malik Cunningham's going to have to protect the football in that one. This is going to be a big challenge for him to do that. And then the last one, I think Clemson, Boston College. If you can can pull off two law or pull off two wins against Clemson in a row in the conference, everyone's going to be on notice. Everyone like the, the sirens are going off. It's DEFCON five at, at Jim Phillips office after this That's game. Amazing. If <laughs> not DEFCON five, that's what makes it fun. People. I feel like it's boring when Clemson wins everything, but I mean, I'm sure people say that about Alabama, them winning everything. But at the same time, I think more so I'm worried for DJ. Like, I think DJ Uli Ungalele is going to yeah. have a field day in his mentions if they're not able to beat a Boston College because everyone puts Boston College as, like, the scrum of the scrum when it comes to ACC. However, we, I know I said so many times more than I can count in the preseason, Coach Havley is a great coach, and he's mm-hmm. trying to turn that team around. It sucks that Phil Dracovic is hurt. I think if they have Phil, I would feel even more confident about the upset. But, you know, Grossell could get it done i think zay flowers is a great receiver but that defense is going i mean unless again dj has the worst game of his life you know boston college boston college's defense is not going to be able to hold a candle in my opinion but crazier things are happening i didn't know that they would beat mizzou and here we are talking so gotta put a lot of respect on people's names out here go ahead i mean and and dj you, you bring up how he'd have to have one of the worst games of his life he's had a couple of those this year I mean, he's had like, what, two or three of the worst games of his life in this season alone, which is crazy to think because we saw the flashes last year that he can be a good quarterback. The Notre Dame game, I know they lost. It wasn't DJ's fault they lost. All right. So maybe maybe that, you know. Notre Dame is looking a fluke. Like, let's talk about it. Okay. Like, maybe we should have all confidence. Travis Etienne was. I know, but from a season ago. Yeah. From a season, of, and, and yes, you are correct. I think Travis Etienne, they're they're realizing how much they're missing him this season. But, I mean, that Notre Dame team a season ago had a lot of defensive pieces that I think people respected. And then on top of that, I mean, yeah, okay, they're, they're a fluke from a playoff standpoint, but from a national college football perspective, they're still going to be one of the top 15 teams in the country every single year. And how many times can the ACC claim that they have a handful of those teams? I mean, Look at the SEC West right now. They've got five of the top 25 in the entire country right yeah. now, and, and a bulk of them are sitting in the top 15, 20 teams right now. So to, to me, going up and having that sort of performance against Notre Dame from a season ago, I, I thought we were going to be in store for a really big season from DJ, and I'm disappointed. It, it just hasn't been there so far. So maybe you know he hasn't done it right. Okay, maybe DJ has needed more crowd noise. Maybe he's needed more pressure. He needs a night scenario. Like I'm not. I'm trying to figure out what we need from him. Maybe his zen is just off. Right? He's just so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he needs a Travis Etienne to call him up, send him a text. Maybe Travis. You know, maybe that'll leak that someone gives him some love. Like I don't know what. Come back is. for a sixth year. I don't know. Like. <laughs> Like he clearly just needs some sort of like coaching up in terms of like love. But, you know, Dabo said it best. He's a great player. He's a five-star recruit for a reason. But at the end of the day, if you're not showing up and you're not performing, it's going to, you're going to have some criticism, a well-deserved criticism at that. So I think, I think Clemson is in just one of those spaces where it's a transition and people are always going to give you flack in a transition and hell, it ain't like Travis 
I mean, Trevor Lawrence is having the time of his life in Jacksonville right now, right? No. So no, 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 no. it just is what it is. But Tyler, it's always fun giving you an opportunity to share and enlighten these folks. Can you please remind people of where they can find you and follow your work? You can check us out, Locked on Syracuse, every single weekday. We're on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And you can find myself on Twitter at Tyler, A-K-I underscore. A lot more positivity going on over there, Locked on Syracuse. We love, you know, being having a couple of more better games. There's still debate, though. There's still debate. Like <laughs> We love debate, but like, hell, listen, we got a Liberty win. Like, we feel like But that win, there. I mean, you've got you've still got a fan base split right now because the quarterback situation, Dino, I mean, that's the biggest call Dino's made in his entire Syracuse career right there was going to Garrett Schrader about an hour before kickoff. And listen, they got the win, but from a quarterback standpoint, that is the definition of not doing an ounce of work on the group project and getting an A. That's so what happened I, in that game. I've been watching Friday Night Lights, and I feel like this is like Coach Taylor trying to decide who the quarterback is for a Friday night. Is he going to go know that's funny. <laughs> that's so funny you bring that up because last year we – I don't know how far along you are, so I don't want to spoil oh, anything. But, oh, you finished? Okay, okay. Yeah. So I can oh, get yeah. into the weeds here. But we started calling Tommy DeVito TD McCoy – because of the fact that that's who he was. He's this elite 11 kid. He's gone through every single quarterback camp in the world, and he's got all this pressure, and he's this golden child. And he just doesn't always deliver. And that we that's so we started calling him TD McCoy last year, and I think that Garrett Schrader sort of is that Matt Saracen type as well. Right. And listen, Coach Taylor did lose his job, so Dino might be on the way out whether or not. <laughs> and they still won a championship. So, I mean, even if Syracuse has a winning season, it might be over for your boy. Who knows? But I would love to talk about that next week. Tyler, it's always a pleasure once again, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Make sure you guys come back. Freestyle Friday, Drizzy Drake in the building. We are going to have a lot of good stuff here as we predict the rest of the teams. More importantly, we're going to give you uh, some betting scenarios and get you set up there. And if you can, if you want to talk about betting, I strongly encourage you guys to hit up your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They've got the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. With Candace Cooper and Tyler Aki, we hope you have a great rest of your day. And until next time.